Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for the podcast today. If I could just sort of pause before we get into the content of today's podcast, I'm praying for you that you have an amazing new year. But as I'm praying for you to have an amazing new year, I'm praying that this year is going to be one of great expansion, that God's going to enlarge your boundaries so that you can do more than you've ever dreamed of doing. That being said, it sort of sets up what we're going to talk about in just a minute. But before we get into the lesson, I want to remind you that I have roundtables coming up. Now, roundtables are interactive moments where people get to engage. They begin to hear leadership content. They begin to talk about how this content plays out in their ministries, in their lives, in their businesses. And I just want to invite you to begin the year by having a growth posture. And the roundtables give you an opportunity. My first three roundtables are January 21st here in Plano, Texas. And so January 21st in Plano, Texas. I want to invite you to that roundtable. You can go to my webpage. You can sign up for it. Um, and I want to encourage you to come and to be a part. January 29th in Seattle, the Seattle area. I will be doing a roundtable there. All of you in Washington and Oregon, I want to encourage you to come and to be a part of that. On February 18th, I'm doing a roundtable just north of Nashville in Clarksville, Tennessee, with a very, very dear friend of mine, Michael Burnett. And I want to encourage you that if you are in uh, Kentucky, you're in Tennessee, this is going to be a great opportunity for you. Uh, You can go to my website. You can sign up for any of these roundtables I want to encourage. In fact, all of that is really a precursor to this. As we start the new year, I want to talk to you about the dynamics of growth. The dynamics of growth. And let me start by giving you three laws of growth that every leader has to manage, every leader has to navigate. Law number one, when the leader grows, others grow, then the organization grows. Now that is critical. That is how the dynamic of growth occurs. When the leader grows, others grow. When others grow, the organization grows. So at the organization that I live, if I want it to grow and to be an organization that is expanding, then I have to grow. My growth is the key to other people's growth, which is the key to the organizational growth. So let me put it this way. Growth is always personal before it's ever public. That's what leaders know. Growth is always personal before it's ever public. So in the most personal levels, I'm interacting so that my spirit, my soul, my body are taking on new levels, new dimensions of increase in me. I'm growing and that happens privately But the fruit is seen publicly. 
So it's like a tree. Nobody walks by a tree and says, man, that tree has great roots. They may walk by the tree and say, that tree has great fruit. And so privately, where people don't see, the leader grows, so that publicly, where people do see, they can see the effects of growth. But here's the negative side of it. To push organizational growth without personal growth is to cause future problems. I sort of lament when I say this. I walk into organizations all the time where I see a non-growing leader pushing organizational growth. And I know that eventually there is going to be a series of problems that are either going to take down the leader or they're going to take down the organization or they're going to take down both. It doesn't take some uh, divine insight to see it. When you see a leader pushing outward growth without inward growth, you know that the clock is ticking. Now, here's the thing. I've done this for 43 years. That's a long time. But here's what I know. I don't get to say in year 44, I'm not going to grow. Because if I'm going to take the responsibility for others and an organization, then I'm assuming the responsibility for personal growth. So law number one, when the leader grows, others grow, then the organization grows. Law number two, growth is uncomfortable. Growth is uncomfortable. Here's the sign of growth. If it's not making you uncomfortable, you're not growing. See, just a few minutes ago, I mentioned three roundtables, the Plano one, the Seattle one, the Nashville one. Now, that's a opportunity for someone to grow. But if they look at their schedule, here's what they're most likely to say. I don't have time for this. See, here's the thing. If growth is convenient, it's not growth. Growth is always inconvenient. I can tell you as a leader, I've put myself in rooms that cost me more than I had. I've put myself in places that cost me time that I did not think I had. And I've put myself in around people who've challenged my life in ways that I didn't want them to. Why? Because growth is never a sign of being comfortable. If comfort is your desire, you are not growing. So growth is uncomfortable. How do you know if you're growing? Because you're uncomfortable. See, growth will always get you out of your comfort zone. Whatever your comfort zone is personally, whatever your comfort zone is with your family, whatever your comfort zone is with your organization, whatever your comfort zone is with life, growth is going to push those boundaries. It's going to make you push those boundaries. So I'm going to have to begin to move forward in ways that I've never moved forward before. I'm going to have to think. I'm going to have to talk. I'm going to have to act. 
And again, I come back to the fact how you start a year determines how that year is going to go. And the dynamics of growth start on day one. Will I be a person of profound growth? Will I open my life to being uncomfortable? Will I grow privately so that what God wants to do in me publicly can be seen? Will I do it? Will I be inconvenienced in my schedule? Will I be inconvenienced in my time? Will I be inconvenienced in my income? Will I be inconvenienced in people? See, some people want other people to grow for them. Other people can't grow for you. You're the only one that can grow for you. You're the only one who can begin to do the things that are necessary for growth to begin to happen. So law number one, when the leader grows, others grow then the organization grows. You cannot circumvent that process. That's why it's a law. Number two, growth is always uncomfortable. If you're not uncomfortable, then you're not growing. Most people live their lives to strive for comfort. Leaders live their lives to strive for growth. Am I better today than I was yesterday? And will I be better tomorrow than I am today? That is the constant pushing against the comfort zone. And law number three, you have to overcome the myths, M-Y-T-H, of growth. The myths of growth. See, there's a lot of misconceptions out there of what growth is. And and many of those misconceptions have been fed by the systems that are around us. And so let me give you a couple of, of just myths that people have to undercome. And so if you're going to grow, you have to overcome this myth that relearning is the same thing as learning. That relearning is the same thing as learning. In Hebrews chapter 5, I believe it's in verse 12, the writer of Hebrews says this, there are things that you're having to learn that you should have already learned. You're having to be retaught things that you've already been taught. It amazes me how many people want to relearn the same thing over and over and over and over. They just want to relearn. Relearning isn't the same as learning. See, relearning is just digging into old territory you should have mastered. Learning is going into new territory that you need to master. So relearning is about the past. Learning is about the future. Relearning is usually about a problem. Learning is about potential. So 
when you relearn, you're living in yesterday. When you're learning, you're living for tomorrow. But in your life, you've got to make a decision. Are you going to overcome the myth? Oh, I'm learning all the time. But you're picking up the same books that deal with the same stuff repeatedly. Nothing in it challenges your thought. Nothing in it challenges your life. Nothing in it challenges your habits. Nothing is new. And for many people, they don't grow because they live in this myth. They're always relearning rather than learning. The next one. Are you trying to embrace old habits or are you creating new habits? Old habits versus new habits. Isaiah 43. Forget the former things. Behold, I do a new thing. What is the new thing that you're doing? What is the new thing that God's doing in you? See, there are things that we should already have mastered in life so that we can go on and develop new skills in life. What are those things? What do they look like? What do they seem like? Old habits. Isn't it true that you know some people that it's like they're going through the same class over and over and over again? Every question, every conversation goes back to something that's been talked about. It's been, hours have been spent on it. And you're sitting there thinking, you got to get over this. You got to move beyond this. This needs to be done. You need to put a fork in it. You need to be able to say, I've done this. And they're missing all the new habits that they may. If you want to be a better person, this is what you've got to do. If you want to be a better individual, this is how you need to do it. So many people have never overcome the myth of old habits for new skills. We've got to overcome old habits and create new skills. So relearning for learning, old habits for new skills. Here's my favorite. Here's the myth. Where we let information replace transformation. Information to replace transformation. To me, this is the pivotal point every Sunday when I stand up and speak, every leadership meeting that I communicate in, every time I pick up the Bible, every time I read a book. If all I'm doing is gaining information without transformation, then I am not growing. See, information means I'm accumulating facts. Transformation means I'm fundamentally being changed. I don't want information at the sake of transformation. See, there are people who love just learning more information. 
man, just tell me what is the newest site? What is the the newest thought? What is the newest thing out there? They want more information. But God always doubles down on transformation. Are you being well informed? Are you being thoroughly transformed? Psalm 51 and verse 10, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. See, that's a prayer of transformation, not information. And that's where every person's got to go. So when it comes to the myths, you've got to understand the difference between relearning, forelearning, old habits versus new skills, information rather than transformation. So let me go back and highlight the laws again. Law one, when the leader grows, others grow, then the organization grows. Law two, growth is always uncomfortable. And law three, there are myths of growth that you have to overcome. Now, I want to conclude by giving you a biblical model. A biblical model. And to me, one of the biblical models that we can look at is King Solomon. And in King Solomon, we see some things. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 3 through 5, we see him approaching a growth moment. And here's what we learn from this growth moment. To grow upward, you have to grow inward. To grow upward, you have to grow inward. Now, what's going to happen is that he's going to talk about the power of the altar. See, the whole purpose of the altar is transformational change. The whole purpose of the altar is to create transformational activities. And so what we begin to see is that he wanted to grow upward towards God But to grow upward towards God, he had to grow inward. And that always takes an altar. Now, in the Old Testament, altars are very simple. They're made up of stone and they're made up of wood. And they usually always involve fire. So I want you to get the three things that are really altar experiences. There are stones. Those are the hard things. See, a lot of people never come to God and really address the hard things. All of our life, there are hard things. There are hard things in our past, there are hard things in our present, and there's hard things about the future. Altars are always built on the hard things. Secondly, there's wood. Now, wood is needed for an altar. But if the altar is really an altar, the wood doesn't survive. And all of us need to bring things to the altar that are not going to survive. That if we really have an encounter with God, it's going to be different. It's going to be the Jacob to Israel moment. It's going to be walking with a limp. As I've said for years, if you're close to God, you don't strut, you limp. And so the altar of stone, hard stuff in your life. The wood, things that don't need to survive in your life. And then fire, things that purify your life. 
So to grow upward, you have to grow inward. And then you see in the sequencing in chapter 3, to grow forward means to grow thankful. If I'm truly growing forward in life, as you will see in 1 Kings chapter 3 with Solomon, then I grow thankful in life. So if I'm growing forward, I'm growing thankful. And if you're growing thankful, three things happen. Thankfulness creates perspective. It always reminds you of God. It always aligns you with the heavenly viewpoint versus earthly circumstances. So you regain a perspective. Next, it involves a promise. When you're thankful, it always helps you trust and trust God's promise. Thankfulness is the way that you wrap your arms around God's promise. And thankfulness always releases God's power. It teaches you to depend on him. So if you take the Solomon model of 1 Kings chapter 3, if you're going to grow upward, you've got to grow inward. If you're going to grow forward, then you've got to grow thankful. And if you grow that way, you've learned the dynamics of growth. I was very intentional as I started the new year because a lot of people want simple things. They want these simple resolutions that are going to define their new year. But what I know about this year, like every other year, and any years that God gives us in the future, is that growth is intentional. The only thing that accidentally grows is a weed. Positive growth is always intentional by nature. So my question to you as you begin this year as a leader Are you going to grow? Are you going to wrap your arms around the dynamics of growth? Are you going to embrace them? Are you going to wrap your arms around? Now, growth is intentional. So I'm intentionally asking you, you're in the Texas, Oklahoma area? Come to the Plano Roundtable on the 21st. You're in the Seattle, Oregon area? Come to the Roundtable on January 29th. You are in the Nashville area? Come to Clarksville. Be with Mike and me on February the 18th. All of these you can sign up for on my webpage. I want to encourage you. If you don't put yourselves in rooms to grow, you will not grow. Father, I pray for these people as they begin the new year. And I pray, Father, that regardless of any issues they have, that, Father, this year is going to be a year of growth. They are going to grow closer to you. They are going to grow in their ministry for you. And they are going to grow in their dynamics in life to be used by you. Thank you for helping them grow. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.